Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 Podcast. And I'm thankful for this this guy who tweeted and said I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's what I do. I fool people wrong each and every night, and that's for him right there. Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to our first live stream. We are the Grizz 901 Podcast, and we are presented by State Farm. Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. No, I'm not going to screw it up this time. This this is the real deal. I did it. Congratulations. You know what? I'm going to pat myself on the back on that one. That was a good one. All right. Today's show. We have Nathan Qualls. What's up, man? How are you? Man, our ad reads right now are brutal. <laughs> the first one you butchered, I don't know what's going on there. It sounds like I got some kind of lisp going on or something. I don't know what it is, but it's okay. We, we got something going at least. It's the beginning stages, so have some grace. Have some grace. De- definitely the beginning stages, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be here every Wednesday or Thursday, depending on our schedules, uh, just to kind of make sure we're doing a live stream. I think it works out for both of us, which is uh, beneficial. So uh, we'll make sure we're doing that um, each and every week. So uh, today we have some, you know, cool things. Obviously, it's the the dog days of the off season, and so uh, we don't have a ton of information on the Grizzlies. Nothing really new. Uh, so we want to make sure we hit on some things first, uh, because I think it is going to be uh, beneficial to go through just some some little things. Um, and before we get anything, if you have something, um, if you have something in the chat, feel free to put it in and uh, it should show up here. We we hope maybe I, I, I don't know. We're, we're, we're playing this thing by ear just as you are. Uh, but we're going to go about 30, 45 minutes, depending on uh, Nathan's uh, long winded you know, communication, you might see a, uh, a dog. I can't get the right direction. Yeah. You might see a dog every now and then hop up in my, uh, my screen. Uh, there could be a cat. Uh, but if you do see like somebody coming in the door, that probably shouldn't be do tell me on that one. Cause I, that, that would be beneficial. Hey, there's another dog, uh, hopping up in here. Um, Nathan, it's been a lot of fun and we've, um, We've had you talk down on me a lot. You've also praised me. Uh, so first things first, let's go back and revisit some of your deep dives. Uh, anything that stuck out to you or anything that you loved or hated about the whole process of being the uh, the captain of the ship, we'll say. Uh, there are a lot of long nights. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, believe it or not, we don't exactly get paid the big bucks to do this. So we, we were... I was sitting there working a day job and then trying to get everything edited and done at night. And so uh, definitely some long nights. Definitely glad to have you back. And I, hey, I made sure I said you were beloved every time we were on there. So <laughs> I, I talk down on you. I make fun of you, but um, only because I'm right. 
But no, it was fun, man. It was it was a great time. We got a lot of new people on the team. Got to introduce most of them, not all of them yet. There's still one left. There's one guy left who's not been introed yet. He'll be on sooner than later, I'm sure. But man, it's been a blast. It's been fun just putting out content, uh, having a bunch of growth, both with the team and with development of guys on the team. You know, it's been fun to see people grow as writers, grow as podcasters, just so much fun, a lot of stuff going around. It's been a great time this summer. Yeah, uh, I, I think it was beneficial for the fact of it being so dead, um, you know, with info and anything Grizzlies related. There, you know, there's nothing out there. So I think y'all did a really good job. Uh, and if you missed it, make sure you go check them out. There's a lot of, um, you know, podcasts um, that we have that are still there. If you want to go check them out, you can go check them out leading up to the season. Obviously, we get started in less than a month. Uh, so in the next two weeks, you're going to see this whole thing kind of take off. And I think it's going to be, um, you know, we're, we do take the big leap. All right. We're going to take the Jaron Jackson Jr. Leap this year is what we're, that's our plans. All right. So speaking of Jaron Jackson Jr., he's in his Jordan year, baby. He is 23 years old. The big two, three, uh, that, that really is, um, it's weird. I went back and looked at it. He was born in 1999. God, I feel old. <laughs> but uh, give me your favorite trips moment. Is there anything that sticks out to you as we celebrate uh, Jaron Jackson Jr.? So shout out, Jaron. Um, anything that sticks out to you? Dude, there's so many trip moments. It's, it's weird because there's still people are detractors from the Jaron camp. There's still people who don't want Jaron Jackson Jr. on this team. And it blows my mind. The guy was... First team all defense, defensive player of the year conversations. I mean, it's criminal that he is rated behind Evan Mobley in 2K. So that's one of the few things on 2K I actually am paying attention to because me and 2K don't get along anymore. But, uh, man, he has just shown so much growth as a, again, 23-year-old. People will forget he's younger than John Moran, right? Um, so a lot of moments. But in honor of being trip, I came up with basically three moments. And it's going to – span the whole unicorn verse of Jaron Jackson Jr. So number one is the Scotty Barnes block. And mm. so I'm sure you remember that, right? Scotty yep. was coming down, breakaway, just him and Jaron, stared him down, went to rise up. And I think the reason I love that one so much is it was, we got to see a rookie's welcome to the NBA moment, courtesy of Jaron Jackson Jr., a Grizzlies player. And it was, it was a thing of beauty. Guys got a little too cocky and Jaron's Nah, brother, not today. So love that. Uh, the second one would be him tomato chesting AD in the paint when he got that ball sort of towards the top of the paint, the um, sort of top of the key, and then just boom, tomato chest, boom, tomato chest, up and over, and just manhandling them, dude. If y'all haven't seen that clip or don't remember it, go look it up. Jr. Jackson Jr., Anthony Davis. It's like the first clip on YouTube. But the ones that really get me that every time someone says Jaron moment is the game winner against Utah last year. So he hit that game winner. It was 116-118. Grizzlies coming down the court. Or no, the Grizzlies weren't coming down the court. People forget. He had to win the jump ball against Rudy Gobert to even have a chance. And with like five seconds left, drills the three in the corner on the assist from Ja. As much as we love to talk about Ja Morant and how clutch Ja Morant is, Jerry Jackson Jr., he shot like 31% from three last year. I bet he shot 82% with three minutes or less in the fourth quarter. The dude nailed threes left and right against Jazz, Nuggets. 
Um, but I, I love that. And he's just a team player, man. You can look at Jaron highlights. Honestly, he, there's never a highlight where he's not playing help defense or have a teammate involved. And so lucky to have trip in Memphis. Happy birthday. Hope it's a great one. Yeah. So the, um, and, and honestly, if you're watching this, we, we, uh, we understand that, uh, Nathan is having some, uh, technical difficulties. We had just issues getting on here. This is our first one. So we're going to get better. Uh, I don't know what it is, but he does sound, um, he sounds terrible, but we're going to, uh, we're just going to say it's mainly his face, but, um, yeah. So my favorite trips moment was, um, is, is kind of be a cop out. And the reason I say that is because I was thinking back on a lot of Jaron's career and I honestly, there's nothing that stuck out to me that I was like, Oh my God, that was his defining moment. Um, so my my favorite moment for his would be simply that he's kind of become what we all hoped he would be and being the defensive player of the year, which has been awesome, um, which he should have been. Okay, we'll say he should have been the defensive player of the year. But he's gotten himself to that point where he is a menace on the defensive end. Uh, but the fact that he's the bubble breakout, like when he was just, you know, when he's lighting up uh, from deep, that was awesome. There's been so many good moments of his, but nothing just stands out like, oh my God, that was it. Like you, you could go back and look at John Morant and say, all right, this play, when he made this spectacular play, when he went off for 50 against 52, I guess, against San Antonio, uh, when he had this moment and this moment, honestly, Jaren's, it literally is just kind of like a, he always does something. But it, it doesn't surprise me, which is which is weird. So um, I don't know. It's a cop out. Yes, I'm going to take it. But I do think that Jaron is a guy that we could all kind of go back and look on and see his ascension and to where he could be, because I do think that he is getting so much further. And and honestly, what's kind of hurting him is his injuries. But realistically, I think he's taking the next step each and every year. He's taking a huge step. And so uh, my moment, if I'm going to give one, is that he doesn't foul as much as he used to. That's my moment. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we would all love that. I'm not sure I'd count that as a moment. Hey, remember that one time Jaron only had two fouls in a game? That's the, my favorite That's my moment. moment. Honestly, I That's don't it. remember that. But uh, it would be my favorite Jaron moment, I suppose. But you're right. That is a cop out. Yeah, I'm going to take it, though. Um, all right, let's keep it going. Um, if you have anything, feel free to hit us up. I'm going to try to watch. I don't honestly know where. I, I'm pretty sure we're streaming on YouTube. I don't know. I can't see it at the moment. I'm not trying to look at it. I found us on Twitter, which is cool. So we're actually on there. Uh, and we should be on Facebook. So go check out Grizz Lead on Facebook. We do have a page there. Uh, but yeah, go check out our Grizz901 on YouTube. Uh, and while we're doing shout outs, let's go ahead and give it to Grind City Designs. We do have a store that's popping up. Um, hold off on buying things at the moment. I know everybody's rushing to go buy things. Uh, my contact, the person that's doing everything for me, that's setting up the store. And the reason it looks the way it does, if you go look at it, it's Grind City Designs. Just go click on the stores and you can go see Grizz901 on the drop down box. But um, her last day is Friday this week so shout out allison first of all she's been awesome second of all eh, she's taking on a new job somewhere else so uh congrats to her but that's why we've kind of had a 
uh, a stalemate in the design and getting it up to a par where we want it to is now I'm having to go through someone else. Same, same place, uh, a different person. So it's taking a little time to transition. So uh, everything will be updated. Uh, we'll have new gear here shortly, uh, but make sure you go check out that grindcitydesigns.com uh, and go check out our Grizz 901 store. Um, all right. So that's enough about Jaren. So another thing I wanted to hit on, and I thought this would be a lot of fun. And I'm going to let you go first because I thought of it and I think I have the perfect comparison. So, Nathan, what NFL team do you compare to the Grizzlies right now and why? One, I hate this question. Why? I hate when people ask this question because there's such different sports. There's no perfect comparison unless, and this is number two, if you go back like a past team, that's cheating because you have so many more years on the rest of us to choose from past teams that we wouldn't know about. That's not fair in the first place. Okay. So I, I don't like this question. Last year, I would say it was a little bit easier of a question because you had like the storyline arc with the Bengals, both upstart young teams not wanting to wait their turn, et cetera, et cetera. So you had that – I mean, this year, I would say, from what I saw in week one, from what I saw in week one, I'll say the Bills. I'll say the Bills, and here's why. Did you watch that that game last week? I'm sure it was the first game of the year. Yeah, I watched it. Duh. Did you Did you see Josh Allen? And just when every time he would run, get smacked, he'd just get up smiling every time. Yeah. Like, those dudes just had – Somehow a chip on their shoulder. Stefan Diggs has a chip on his shoulder every year. It's a new one every year. But they've got that attitude, and then they just have fun. And I'd say it time and time again, the Grizzlies, the last fun team in basketball, that, that reminded me of them because they're just beating the piss out of the Rams and having the time of their lives doing it. So if that's the kind of team the Bills are going to be, I'd say the Bills, but there's no comparison. The Grizzlies are the Grizzlies. They are unique in every way. They are the last fun team in battle, the greatest show on hardwood. So I don't love this question, but that would be my answer since I have to do it because you're back. All right. So I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people here. Um, sure. And that's that's usually what I go for, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Including me. And obviously I pissed off one person once. My no chip shirt I have. Uh, <laughs> so uh, maybe, you know, maybe we'll make our own, own design of no chip, uh, but. Uh, if anybody doesn't realize what that's from, that's back in. It, it showed it in the intro. It was a it was a tweet to Jessica Benson. Whatever. Um, I didn't even at Ja. Get out of my mentions, Ja Morant. Uh, no, I love you, Ja. Please don't come at me. Don't, again. Say, don't say that. That was a, that was a long forty eight hours of my phone blowing up. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm going to compare them to, and you're going to love this, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> so are you serious dude okay so I, uh, y'all don't know this i i, I just so texted with daniel like this past week about how can the cowboys still be called america's team with that trash showing which there's no dak there's no dak question mark next to that he was there for three and a half quarters two years ago they snapped the ball through the end zone on purpose they're not america's team anymore i hate wow. this i hate okay. this. All right, so let me tell you why. This is, you know, I've already, I'm, I'm going to make even more people mad. So um, I look at the Cowboys this season, this season, right? I'm a huge Cowboys fan. 
I do believe that they are a very good franchise. I feel like they still are America's team in the end, right? So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with that. Um, <laughs> Ian in the comments, why would you do such a thing? Yeah, listen, they are the they are the Cowboys, and this is why it scares me. Okay, it completely scares me to death. Who got hurt first game of the season? The quarterback. The franchise quarterback. Okay. What happened? Like, are they good? I think the Cowboys are good. I think they're an average NFL team. Okay. Without their QB, without their franchise QB, they're nothing. I look at these Grizzlies. This team is a good team. Very good NBA team. Without John Morant, if Ja was to go down, I, you know what? And I, you know, I will be the guy who takes all the criticism in the world for this. (laughs) Ian's asking me to stop. I'm not stopping. I I think what happens if John Morant gets hurt? What happens to the season? Everybody's saying the Cowboys won't make the playoffs as they were projected to potentially make the playoffs. So now if John gets hurt, do the Grizzlies make the playoffs? This is a stupid comparison. If Lamar Jackson gets hurt, maybe the Ravens can make the playoffs. No, they they can't. Mahomes get hurt. No, you could do this for every team. No, I no. Listen, you know I hate. Just wait, just wait. In the off season, and I know you follow the NFL. I know a lot of people do as well. The Cowboys, they had free. They had people go into free agency. They had people go away. They got rid of a you know a certain player, Amari Cooper. They got rid of a certain couple different players, right? And so they didn't make any splashy moves. They drafted decent. They had a okay offseason. There was nothing spectacular. Did they get much better? You could say they were okay, but they still lost a lot of free agents. The Grizzlies, this offseason, everybody's begging them to be like make a make a move for crying out loud. Make a move. And what did they do? They made no moves. They drafted pretty well, and they and they honestly lost Kyle Anderson and DeAnthony Melton. And so, what happens if somebody goes down? We aren't we aren't the team. I think this is a perfect comparison. The offseasons match up. If for some reason somebody was to get hurt, I think this is a honestly one of the worst five or eight teams. Tell me tell me how in the world I'm wrong, because I don't believe I'm wrong. Every NFL team sucks if their quarterback gets hurt, Daniel. Every one of them. Every one of them. You had like the Nick Foles experience, so outlier. I guess you had the Gardner Minshew experience, but guess what? They still sucked. It was just fun. This is this is a terrible comparison. It's terrible, and it's insulting to the Grizzlies' front office and ownership that you would compare them and the moves they've made and the strides they've made to freaking Jerry Jones and what the Cowboys have done. They've been stuck in just irrelevance other than the fact that they are America's team. For how long now since Tony Romo fumbled that that extra point? Is that it? This is ridiculous. It's insulting. I'm insulted. On behalf of Zach Kleiman and Robert Parra, I am insulted that you would do such a thing. And it's mine made sense. Mine was, hey, they're going and beating the piss out of people, having fun, laughing, smiling the whole time, which is we have seen this team. You're like, well, if a franchise player gets hurt, which is what happens with every team, dude, every team, if their franchise player gets hurt. 
Mainly I'm mad that you picked the Cowboys. Mainly I'm mad you picked the Cowboys. Because you could have picked, I don't know, 31 NFL teams and said the same thing. This is terrible. All right, so. I'm upset. I think I'm, I think I'm right. Uh, I, will I know go, you do. I, I, will, I will show uh, Luke uh, some love. Uh, the Grizz aren't run by a crazy man. I agree. I, I, our front office is by far and away so much better. Okay. So I will take that. Okay. I, I will take that. They are run much better than the crazy old man. I agree. But I do think that they, they have potential. If for some reason, God forbid, that was to happen, Literally, their seasons would match up perfectly. Both would miss the playoffs. Just saying. Just saying. All right. So I'm glad that you're on the same page as me, right? No, because we have Tyus Jones and the Cowboys have Cooper Rush. So, no, that even that part's not right. (laughs) This is wrong on so many levels. It it honestly is like my brain's like, which avenue do I want to take? Don't want to take I-40, 240, Walnut Grove. They're both going to get me downtown. I mean, there's so many ways to prove that you're wrong here. <laughs> I Let's think, go. I Let's think, move on. Let's move on. Uh, I, I think hate this. this. Is, I think this is great. Um, you all made right. me hate that question more than before somehow. <laughs> all right. So um, we, we do have a title sponsor. They are Zach Jaworski State Farm. Uh, this is the uh, Life Insurance Awareness Month, September is. And so we want to make sure we give out a shout out to those guys. Uh, they have been good to me personally. Um, and if you are for some reason looking for uh, some kind of insurance, whether it be automobile, you know, life insurance, uh, mortgage, you know, any house, whatever you're looking for insurance wise, they have everything. Uh, the team over there is awesome. Uh, and so I would say, for sure. Please go over there and check out. Uh, you can go check out ZachInsuresMemphis.com. That is Z-A-C-H, ZachInsuresMemphis.com. Uh, but they will give you a quote. Uh, you can even go to, you know, online, the website, and go get a quote there. Uh, they'll actually spit one out on, on the website. So you don't have to call anybody if you really don't feel like it. Uh, but yeah, if you want to go ahead and call them, reach out to them, just, you know, you can Google Zach Jaworski State Farm. If you don't know how to spell it, as I've always said, one, that means you're probably listening to the podcast. So if you're listening to the podcast, go check out the YouTube and you'll know how to spell Zach Jaworski State Farm. Is that is that okay for me to say that? Is that yes? We're gonna do that. Shameless plug. Yeah. So if you are listening on the podcast, please come hang out with us on uh, on Wednesdays or Thursdays at 11 o'clock. We're going to be going live, uh, making sure we have a lot of, we have some people in the chat, which is uh, mainly our people over at the, the Grizzly team. Uh, you're going to see a lot of them. A lot of them, I'd say all of them are on my side about the Cowboys thing. So um, I appreciate that. Guys. No, a that's a lie. <laughs> I don't want people to be misled. Every one of them is on my side. I don't believe you. Um, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, go check out Jack, uh, Zach Dorsch, Skate Farm. They're awesome. Um, good guys. So, let's move on. All right. We're going to go to a new segment we have, and you're probably all going to love it, and you're all going to realize who came up with the segment. The segment is Nate's Neat Nuggets. All right. All right. What, what is this? Nate's neat nuggets. What do you have? NFL overreactions is your first one. What do you have? So first off, 
Thanks for the excitement. Appreciate you. <laughs> Appreciate you a lot. But so we're going to have Nate's Neat Nuggets, one, because alliteration is just always a good way to go. Two, because there is not much going on in the basketball world, much less Grizzlies world right now. So, so this week we're going to have three, and first one is going to be NFL overreactions, which really I only have one because one shouldn't even be one. I'm not sure it's out there, but I've heard one person say Green Bay is toast after week one. I guess they didn't watch the season last year. Listen, they might be. That receiving core is young, but they're not bad. I mean, Christian Watson had a walk-in 75-yard touchdown that if it wasn't his first target of the season, I bet he catches. So everybody who wants to hate on Aaron Rodgers, I'm you do you. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan, but at your own at your own demise, root against Aaron Rodgers. Should, should we tell him be bad? Should we tell him to no. relax a little bit? R E L X. Relax. I'll leave the bad impersonations and takes to you. <laughs> the one real overreaction is the Nathaniel Hackett calling for him to be fired. Now, that was a bit of a debacle towards the end of the game. Absolutely. But let's talk about a couple other things. Now, I'm actually on the – I think Russell Wilson got kind of nickelbacked this year where everyone just decided that they were going to hate him as a collective. But he's a corny dude. Let's be clear. He's, he's corny. But I don't think the hate for Russell Wilson is warranted. That being said, that dude was trash. Mm. Dude was mm. trash. Like, there were some throws to Cortland Sutton, who I'm a little bit better to have in my fantasy league. But, dude, you have Cortland Sutton, who is six foot a million, huge wide receiver on the boundary, and you throw it middle, you throw it inside where he can't go get it, just throw it up. Let the dude go get it. The Jerry Judy touchdown was a great catch by Jerry Judy that should have never been contested. He was bad. Then they fumbled twice at the one. Man, there were so many reasons they shouldn't have been in that situation in the first place. It's They should have won that game by a touchdown, if not more. So, I listen, Hackett, I'm not saying – Chris is sitting there saying, hey, he coached horribly. I'm not saying he coached great. But if they don't fumble one of those at the one, much less both, this is a completely different, completely different conversation. So, absolutely, there are some coaching mistakes, but – he doesn't need to be fired after one week. And listen, there's a lot of extenuating factors. He should have never been in that spot in the first place. So leave it at that. Number two on Nate's Neat Nuggets. NFL accurate reactions. Listen, Nate's Neat Nuggets. I couldn't come up with anything better, so that's what we're rolling with. And I'm going <laughs> to pretend it's awesome. I am buying into the Kirk Cousins and Minnesota hype. Mm, so mm. I'm sure a lot of people on here are, are listening. Yes. Uh, know Matthew Barry or saw his sort of bold predictions he would lead the NFL in touchdowns this season. He only threw two in week one, but they are opening that offense up. They looked impressive, and in Minnesota as a whole looked impressive. I mean, yeah. they locked down Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, who, again, I don't think is that bad. I don't. And I think that Packers defense is actually going to be average at worst. And, I mean, they tore him up. They tore him up. Adam Thielen yeah. wasn't even involved. Irv Smith wasn't that involved. Justin Jefferson is that Dude, but you look at KJ yeah. Osborne, wide receiver three, he's really good. So I'm buying into the Minnesota hype for sure. Um, number two on accurate reactions, Saquon's back. Saquon is back. He is that back, dude, baby. That dude has all the explosiveness he didn't have last year, which I'm glad I took a chance on him in one of my leagues this year. Uh, was about to take a chance on him in two leagues and was very nervous about it. I'm glad I got him in at least one league. That dude is back. 
The Giants being back? Nah, nah Todd Downing's nah, the offensive nah. coordinator for the Titans, so I'll leave that at that. Number three. Hey, r- real quick, real quick. So, yeah, um, one, uh, I'll another pat on the back. Uh, drafted Jeff, uh, Justin Jefferson, first pick. Second pick, Saquon Barkley. And then the 11th or 12th round, I don't even remember, Kirk Cousins. And yes, I did draft Dak Prescott as well. But that was in the 10th round. I went back-to-back quarterbacks. I was the last to draft. So it, it was proper uh, proper drafting on my end. Uh, so yes, I did draft, uh, as Ian says, the quad king. Uh, say quad, Barkley. <laughs> I don't know. I got Quadzilla in another league who's neck yeah. and neck with Saquon for the quad title. But I, uh, yeah, fantasy leagues went well. I went zero running back and still managed to get Saquon Barkley in a league. Chris is in one of my leagues. I got him, Justin Jefferson, at seventh. So get you some people who are willing to pay money that don't know how to draft. It's a lucrative concept. But number three, Bills should be the Super Bowl favorites. That Mm. is absolutely accurate. That, I mean, the offensive showing is impressive. Gabriel Davis is going to be awesome this year. Gabe Davis, I'm sorry. The real is not there anymore. Just Gabe. Gabe Davis is going to be awesome this year. Stephon Diggs is awesome. Singletary was running really, really well. They are in the defense. Adding Von Miller, the Rams messed up. But yeah. that's that. they're going to be awesome. I think the other game that I thought was an accurate representation of teams this year that I, I think is a little bit more bold is the Chiefs-Cardinals. I think the Chiefs offense is going to be better even without Tyreek Hill. I think that they don't have wow. the highest end of talent, but they spread it out where now you're going to have sort of like what we talk about with the Grizzlies, role players, Yeah. right? You've got, okay, you've got Juju, who's going to be your number one wide receiver, can do those short intermediate routes. Then you've got MVS, who can run the deep routes. Yeah. You've got the Speedsters and McCole Hardman, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Sky Moore coming on, running back committee. I think they're going to be awesome offensively. Defensively, I don't know, and that's because I think the Cardinals are going to suck. Mm. <laughs> I think the Cardinals are going to be terrible. You don't have any real wide receivers out there. Brown didn't show me anything in Baltimore that I thought he was crazy impressive. D hops out for six weeks. He'll probably hurt a hamstring when he comes back. And Kyler Murray, I could see why they put the film thing in his contract. They should not have caved the pressure. <laughs> that was – there's one of the uh, – not hard knocks, so Coach. Um, last chance you, Coach, breaking down some film of him not yes. reading a blitz. And I'm like, I see this blitz coming. <laughs> it's It's – it's terrible, but I, those are my those are my NFL accurate reactions. I think that the Cardinals are gonna suck. I'm really glad I didn't get Kyler Murray in my drafts, man. Um, you have anything on those before I hop into my third and the one I really really want to talk about? No, I, I think that uh, I think those are all good. I like them. Um, I do think that uh, this is going to be a better season overall, in my opinion, um, and I think that's going to be a uh, a season that you're going to see, you know, Josh Allen. I know he's already broken out, but this is going to be the ultimate breakout season for Josh Allen. I think he's uh, going to be good. Uh, I'm just excited to hopefully, and, and this will be, you know, me just kind of just hoping that I know we're not beyond COVID, but I hope that it's not going to completely wreck the season. Um, and I hope this is honestly, we get back to, you know, sports and get to have fun. So I think that those are good. I think that, uh, this is a, a season that you're going to look back on and say, there are so many good teams. And I think that some of the worst teams can beat some of the best teams that everybody has projected. 
because uh, honestly, I think that, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars who are terrible, they're not bad. You know, they'll be okay. I think they'll win some games, probably more. I don't think you're going to see the, uh, you know, one win teams, two win teams. I think everybody's going to have four or so wins, um, you know, four to six wins, I think is going to be the lowest. Uh, so I think it's going to be a better, uh, everybody kind of rises up a little bit, uh, especially since uh, the talent is getting so good. I and mean, I think that's honestly what, like in the in the NBA, I think there's going to be just honestly great team, like good teams, and there's going to be some great teams, but mainly a bunch of good teams that could honestly make the playoffs. So um, I think it's going to be sports is kind of, I think it's leveling out a little bit. Um, I like it. You're seeing a lot of the old guard move out and a lot of the new guards. So, you know, you have, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going out very soon. Like he's not going to be around much longer, just like Tom Brady, just like LeBron. Like they're all moving out soon. That the people we grew up on is leaving very soon. So I'm excited about it. So let's go yeah. to your next one. This is probably my favorite one to talk about as well. So let's head into it. Yep. And so we, Daniel and I both played college baseball. And because of that, Daniel, it didn't really get him as much. I can't watch baseball anymore. It sort of <laughs> ruined it for me. It's, it's a super slow game. Um, I, I love it inherently. I've coached it since, but I, struggle to just sit down and watch a baseball game MLB also has just done one of the most trash jobs in the world of marketing their league and it's I don't want to get into that whole thing but every once in a while a story comes along that reminds me why I love the game and Albert Pujols chasing 700 home runs is one of those stories so I grew up a Cardinals fan Um, everybody is Memphis based at the Redbirds, sort of have the Braves country that still is there a little bit, but because of the Redbirds, a lot of people in Memphis love the Cardinals. I was one of those. Used to drive up to St. Louis every year with my dad to catch one or two games. So love the Cardinals. Um, really have not been as much of a MLB guy since I graduated college because of all that I was just talking about. But Pujols, for anybody who doesn't know, was originally a Cardinal and was like a childhood hero of mine growing up, right? Like when I was out there as a little kid swinging the bat, I wanted to be Albert. Dude was just a tank, dropping bombs, unbelievable baseball player. They won championships with him and Yachty and Wainwright all there. Uh, Carpenter was there back in the beginning. And then it was heartbreaking when he went to the Angels. One, because he left the Cardinals where you're like, man, they're going to build you a statue. Just stay, just stay. But two, the Angels just made him irrelevant. I mean, I'm sitting there as the years go by watching him just be on a team you never hear anything about. Same with Mike Trout, best player in baseball. The Angels are the team of irrelevance. Uh, Shohei Otani sort of helped them be a little less irrelevant, but that'll wear off soon too. So that was pretty heartbreaking for me. But him coming back to the Cardinals for his last season, his farewell tour, was already a great story because you've got Wainwright, Yachty and Albert all here for one last ride. And it's like, they're probably going to (laughs) suck because you got Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina and Wainwright all on the same team. That's not necessarily great, but now it's turned into, okay, he's not just back. He is now helping a team that is leading the central division on track to make the playoffs and make a real push towards the world series. That's awesome. Not only that, he just hit his 2200th RBI. And he just passed Alex Rodriguez fourth all time with a 697th bomb. That's all awesome, man. And just seeing him push for that, it gives me a reason to want to watch 
baseball and keep up with baseball because it's one of those stories that it's like you sort of see the longevity of the game and how storylines can last decades in baseball, which is rare in the NBA. You know, we have the LeBrons of the world now that make that a little bit different, but it's, it's one of the things in baseball is you get to see someone have this long career you get to follow and have this story arc of like beginning of a hero ending as a hero. Right. And so I don't watch a ton of baseball, but it's awesome to see Pujols chase 700. I'm, Every day, I'm catch, checking scores, seeing if he can get there. And then, you know, even with that, Wainwright and Molina, the Cardinals as a whole, they just had their 325th start together, which is right. the most all-time by an MLB batter. You set the record. So, again, I, it's really hard. I probably won't sit down and watch any Cardinals games unless they get to the World Series, <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> but it's given me a reason to pay attention and to keep up with baseball. And I think that's really good for the league, um, MLB, because – they've just done a terrible job of marketing their game. So um, it's fun. It's fun. And it hits me, it hits me in my childhood. You know, it's, it's just a fun to watch it happen. Yes. So um, he's got, they had 19 games left, right? So he has, so the, uh, you know, he's trying to get to 700 home runs, Uh, but realistically he's already become, you know, fourth all time. He's not going to catch Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth's at 714. Hank Aaron's at 75, and then the juiced one, Barry Bonds, is at 762. Uh, he's obviously not chasing them. So um, why does 700 mean anything? It's only three other guys have ever done it, man. Yeah. That's so it. That's it's, what, it's rare air. Right. Uh, but there's only been three other guys to ever hit 697. And only two that weren't completely juiced out of their minds. And then Babe Ruth hit against people throwing 70 that were probably working at the local uh, car dealership, you know, all day. And then we go to the game that night and try to pitch to him. Um, let's just be honest. Let, let, let's just, and you know what? If we're keeping it a hundred, let's keep it a hundred. He played against guys that had day jobs at the local grocery. He just did. <laughs> Am I when, you can, when you can smoke cigars on the on deck circle, it's a little bit of a different era. Yeah, it's it's completely different. Uh, but I think it uh he obviously was way before beyond his time and I and that that part is awesome. Uh Babe Ruth, but um I do think that 700 doesn't mean anything. Like somebody asked me the other day like why 700? And I said it it doesn't mean anything. It's just a round number and it's and it's cool to be able to say I got to 700. Um so I just think it's cool. Uh, let's show, uh, I'm going to show Ian's comment real quick and I'll get your opinion on this. He said he's got a hot take. If somehow pull host doesn't get to 700, does he come back? Ian says he comes back. I don't think so. Pools didn't seem like the kind of guy that will come back for something like that. Most, I, I think a lot of people would, and we live in sort of the era where people would, but, I don't think Pujols would. He, just like he gave that ball to that that girl, right? He gave the right. record, the or sorry, third place, fourth place ball to that little girl. He didn't seem like one that puts too much in that stock and that type of stuff. And like three the hard way saying, no way Pujols comes back after the farewell tour. I'm I'm with that. I, I think it's the same thing. He's sort of he's on his last ride. He's enjoying it, soaking it up, and that's what's going to matter to him more than. The 700. The 700 matters more to us than him, I think. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, shout out to three the hard way. Um, good podcast. Go check those guys out. But yeah, the seven hundred. It's just it just sounds good, right? It's just a milestone. He's already hit it. Um, honestly, <laughs> Chris <laughs> Pujols needs to stretch it for the games. Uh, he's just stiff. Uh, if you watch, I don't know, and I know, uh, I know you will appreciate this, um, Nate, because I do think that this is a thing that we might both see. But if you look at Pulhos and his swing, let's say it was, we'll say a year ago, and to now, I don't know if people realize this, like what it's called drop and drive, and this is too much baseball in a Grizz on one podcast, but, but. We're live, whatever. We're just going to go for it. Um, you're supposed to drop and drive if you want to hit the ball, maybe a, the launch angle, we'll say. Dude, his back knee almost hits the ground when he swings because there's only one thing he wants to do. He could care less if he strikes out every time for the next 19 games. Does not care. He has no care in the world. If he connects, he wants the ball to launch with potential for it to go over the fence. That's all he cares about. When he swings, the dude is like down, just hoping, just please go that direction. Just make contact so the ball goes. And so it is collapse the backside and just connect somehow round bat, round ball. Please just hit and uh, go out of the park. So I don't know if you've seen that, but his back knee is just gone. Oh, yeah. I'm about it, too. I'm not a, I'm not a proponent of the launch angle bat theory. Because I've seen too many 120-pound 15-year-olds try and hit it out of the infield, think they're going to drop a bomb. But uh, for Pujols, I'm all I'm here for it. Go for it. Yeah, all, yeah, all day, every day. All right. So you have anything else? Any more nuggets you got? Since you're uh, just over here, just dropping nuggets left and right. Nope. Okay. Not yet. We'll have some soon. We'll have some after this weekend for sure. Yep. So uh, make sure you go check us out. We are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We have a page over there. We're going live there. Uh, we are on the Grizz Not a One YouTube page. We're on Twitter. Uh, so just kind of go check us out. We're going to try to keep doing some cool things. Uh, we're going to keep bringing up more and more stuff, more and more content. Uh, the chat over here. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for hanging out with us. Um, I think during the season, this is going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to lead you up into Chris Vernon's show, uh, the Grind City Media, the team over there. They obviously are, you know, they're by far the leader in the clubhouse uh, in Grizzlies content. Uh, we're not scared to go after the second, you know, second place there. Uh, it'll be first place to us. We're not scared. Uh, we're down with doing it. Uh, but there's a lot of good uh, Grizz content uh, that we're going to bring you. Uh, a lot of the team that is in the actual chat, dude, they are just riding their tails off. Uh, article wise. Uh, and then with Nathan being the content manager, he's going to make sure that uh, the content is what everybody's looking for. But if you have something uh, like merch related, uh, hit us up with a DM. We'll be more than happy to try to adjust some things. As I said, uh, merch should be coming, you know, more and more. We should have better stuff uh, popping up. Uh, it's just going to take uh, some more conversations, a couple more meetings, and then we're going to get everything going the right direction. Um, but that's all we have. Um, you know, as I talked about last week, uh, go check, uh, not last week. It's the same week. I've had a busy week. Uh, this is my busiest time for me personally. Uh, this is, uh, I'm in the hotel business. Uh, this is the time of the year that nobody realizes like, this is my busiest time of the year. And so hopefully, um, I have maybe a month left before we kind of just 
go back to uh, cruising again. Uh, but right now it's crazy. I'm out of town every week. So you might catch me in my uh, sunroom. You might catch me in a local hotel. Who knows where I'll be uh, for the next month. It'll be uh, it, it'll be crazy. But we had a uh, podcast Monday. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Uh, it was with uh, Ryan. He was in his car. Yeah. Yeah. He was in his car. I just want everybody to realize that. Listen, he lives out in the sticks, guys. Give him a break. We're going to try to make sure that we get him a good signal so he can actually be on live with us. Uh, but I don't know if that'll ever happen. Most of the time, we're going to have to tape it because even in, or not tape it, whatever, record it. Even mm -hmm. when we record it, he still has to be in his car because he has terrible signal uh, at his actual house. So, uh, but yeah, that's all we have. Check out the last one. Uh, as you've all heard, um, mainly the, the, the thing that is hit Memphis big time, um, it really is a difficult time and a weird time in Memphis. And so make sure you're uh, being nice to everybody uh, because I think that is um, very important. And I don't think you realize how much that goes a long way. And that's why I've kind of wanted to make sure I've said something good to end the show always is kind of be nice and tell your friends. And so of all the stuff that's happening in Memphis, uh, we want to make sure that we're one being nice to people, uh, love everybody, give everybody a hug. Uh, this is a very diverse city. But you know what? We 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 root for each other really hard and we cheer for each other really hard. We love hard. We do a lot of things that we want to make sure we take care of everybody. This is our city. This is this is Memphis. Uh, and this is my Memphis. Even though you're not here anymore, uh, you're out in uh, Utah. You're still Memphis, right? Even Megan Triplett. Shout out to Megan Triplett, who's going out to Brooklyn with the Nets. She's, you're never going to take Memphis out of her. You're not. And I think that that's different than most places. Um, it's not like that everywhere else. This is Memphis. This is the 901. This is this is the reason we care. This is why I put 901 in our title. It's Grizz 901 because I think the area code, uh, it represents us. So uh, that's all we have. Let's get out of here. It's been a fun time. This is what you're going to expect Wednesdays and Thursdays, depending on the schedule. Uh, me and Nate will be here. If not me and Nate, it'll be somebody else from the Grizzly team. So that's it. Let's have a good week. Be nice and tell your friends.